Blog Talk Radio. Blues great, John Mayall. We talk with him today and we launch his new album. Plus, we have a surprise guest, blues man Sugar Ray Rayford. It's Music Friday Live, and today we are doing the blues. Los Angeles, California, the capital of America's music. It's Music Friday Live. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you, although today we're just going to do email. It's, we'll tell you why a little later. So email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. I want to welcome all of our listeners out there on Blog Talk Radio Network and on the CyberStationUSA.com network in Boston and some of their radio affiliates. And also, I want to give a big hi-all to everybody in England who will hear us tomorrow on the Artistic Echoes and Canal Side Radio Network in the United Kingdom. If you have questions or comments for our guests today, email them to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. No calls today. Tell you why a little later in the broadcast. Well, before our first guest joins us, I have a little program note for you. We have decided, starting next week, that we're only going to interview one guest per show. We, have a, we may have a second guest on for a few minutes to talk about a new release like we are today, but there's really only going to be one major interview. Now, why are we doing this? Well, in going back and listening to our shows last year, which we do you know, to keep up the quality, we saw that there were a lot of interviews, so many interviews that were in the middle of a great conversation and just ran out of time. And we had to leave whatever we were talking about unfinished. And we figured this isn't really fair to our guests. It's not fair to you. And it's also, it's not the best possible radio or podcast. So our interviews will be longer and they're going to have more music in them, but we're only going to do one a week. So, I told you we had a special guest for you this week, and let me tell you about him, Sugar Ray Rayford. He's going to release a new album, Somebody Save Me, next Friday, March 1st to be exact, and we are delighted to talk with him and give you a peek at some of the songs on that album. But first, a bit about him. At 6 feet 5 inches and 300 pounds, he's a cigar-chomping ex-Marine, and he's got a voice like a force of nature and a very magnetic personality. He fills a venue just when he walks in, right? And then he blows the roof off when he sings. He's got an eight-piece Cracker Jack band and rivers of personal charm that flow off the stage. Rafer's live shows are famous as high-energy celebrations of the blues. He knows how to whip up an audience into a dancing frenzy like a gospel preacher. And whether it's in the studio or in person, Sugar Ray Rayford is a musical force to be reckoned with and an artist to watch. And we are watching him. And even better that, we're talking with him today. Sugar Ray, welcome to Music Friday Live. And thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, do you want to go by Sugar or Sugar Ray? I've heard you call both. Well, it doesn't matter. You can just call me Ray or just big guy, or okay. big Negro. I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter as long as we call you, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, I, I'm triply excited to talk with you today. Uh, first of all, you are opening today's show for blues great John Mayhall, making this a perfect Blues Friday. Secondly, you are releasing a kick 
kick-ass album next week. And third, I get to see you live here in Los Angeles in March. So you are the perfect guest. And I really appreciate you taking the time on real short notice to be with us. Well, th- again, thank you for having me. It's always great when uh, when radio or whenever the media is uh, uh, spending a little time on you. So thank you very much. Well, we're going to talk about the new album. In fact, let's talk about the new album a bit. Save me. Now, you put it you put together an all-star band for this album, I understand. So who's playing with you on it? Well, we have Taraz on on bass. We have uh, Rick Holstrom from Mavis Staples Band uh, playing guitar. Um, Sasha Smith is on the uh, on the B3, and, and Matt is playing the drums. And then they brought in uh, Mr. Piner and a few guys from the Conan O'Brien uh, show uh, for the horn section, so uh, it's 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 a pretty 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 good band for the studio band. It's an amazing group. It, it's pretty impressive, actually. Did did you record with everyone in the studio, or did you sort of distribute tracks around and then put it together with your producer? No, Eric and I. Eric knows that I like to record live, so we recorded the rhythms uh, with the, we recorded it live with the guitar, bass, drums, and keys. And all that, all those parts were recorded live with me singing right there. And then later they added the horns and, uh, horns and strings and a little harmonica. Okay. All right. So you did get a chance to get together with the, uh, with people in the studio. Well, let's oh, play yeah. a little bit of it. Um, I'm going to play Time to Get Moving. Right. I love the uh, the opening lines um, and the way you blend a blues rock theme about dance moving with the social change theme. It's it's uh, about moving society. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, did you it's, did you write pretty, that after watching too much? Theme? Huh? It, well, actually, actually, my my producer Eric Korn uh, wrote it, and uh, we kind of collaborated on it. And, you know, he just really wanted to know. Uh, where my mind was at this this date and age, and uh, at this album time. I mean, I've done a lot of albums, and you know, and and they've all been deep and they've all been true. But you know, as you get a little older, uh, this album, I just really had a lot of things that I w- I wanted to say that in the past I w- I didn't say uh, because you know I always try to stay out of the political ring. I'm a I'm a singer, but uh, I'm still a human and. Uh, so you know when we when he brought uh, time to get moving, and we started kicking around, and the ideas started kicking, 
you know, he was like, you know, what about this? What about that? And I'm like, yeah, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about that. And, and so when we got the final draft down of what the lyrics would be, I, I was very happy with it. I'm very proud of it. And uh, it's truly what I feel. Well, it, it works well, too. Uh, the uh, inclusion of social movement uh, lyrics with a dance movement uh piece of music really works it, it it not only makes your feet move but it makes your mind move too and that that's the sign of a good well, song <laughs> well, you know is that, um, is that vinegar and sugar man so that's how you give them the sugar and then slide the medicine underneath <laughs> <laughs> a spoonful of sugar huh makes the medicine go down yeah. well, <laughs> uh, yes, it does. Now, now you um uh I know you come out of church music that you played drums and perform vocals in church since you were a child. And it sounds yes. like the cadence of gospel kind of inhabits your music. And some of the message does too. You were just saying that uh, you didn't used to include messages, but do you now see yourself kind of as a musical messenger? Well, you know, it's kind of weird. Thousands and thousands of shows all over the world. Uh, you know, I, I, I say that to say that, for years, uh, one of the reasons I left gospel is they were really pushing me uh, into be, trying to be a preacher and whatnot, and I just wasn't feeling that and wanted to see more of the world. And, and it's strange because when when I do the live shows, I have had people all over the world come up to me later and say that they felt like, uh, even though I wasn't preaching anything, but they felt like it was a gospel revival. It felt like church, and and you know I. Over the years, I've developed and thought about it, and I'm like, well, it's a great platform uh, to say what I feel in my heart, which I've always done, uh, but certain things I've always held back. And and this album, I guess I fear that I've matured or maturated enough to uh, put my thoughts and feelings out there. So that gospel thing is always going to be there because it's, it's literally what I was made of. And... Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not preaching gospel to anyone. I'm just, uh, or any doctrine. I'm just, I just want everyone to come together and, and live as one and just treat everybody with respect. And I, I want to put that out there into the universe because uh, I believe in karma. I want to put that out there into the universe as much as I can because even though it's just a spit in the ocean, every little thing you do measures in the end. And I just really would like everyone to come together. So well, the music does it. I mean, I mean, there's uh, nothing like getting people together and making them dance to make them forget all of the bad stuff. Um, you know, I wonder, uh, was the transition from playing in church and, and gospel music and then moving on to the nightclub and concert world, was that an easy one for you? You know, I, the thing is, you know, I stopped playing music at 18 uh, when I joined the Marine Corps, I, I literally was just totally burnt out with music and had no intention on uh, ever playing music ever again. And, uh, you know, that, I joined the Corps. That was like uh, 1984, I think it was, 85. And uh got out the end of 92, 93. And when I met my wife in, like, 97, that's my, uh, at that time, she was just uh, a friend. She saw me sit in with a group for the first time I'd ever seen. I was a bouncer and at this live music venue, and uh, the lead singer was trying to show out and, and impress some girls. And I think he was trying to embarrass me. He handed me the mic for some reason. I sang, and my well, my wife now she was like, you know, 
you should really do this. And I'm like, yeah, you can't. It's, a, it's too hard of a world. It's blah, blah, blah. But she would never give up. So she kept pushing me to do it. And uh, so uh, a few years later, I started the Urban Gypsies, which was a uh, top R&B soul group down in San Diego, one of the top corporate bands. And did that for a while. But the, the, the blues was the closest thing to me to that old gospel feel. So, you know, I uh, just kind of slipped back into it. And I've been very blessed and very lucky uh, the way things have happened to me musically. And uh, uh, it's been, it's been, uh, I mean, it's always been tough. It's a, a lot of work and everything. But for the most part, I've just been very lucky from from, from album to album, from uh, band to band, and the way things have just gone. I've been, I've been very lucky. It hasn't been like, uh, it hasn't been like it was when I grew up, but I mean, what some people call hard, what someone else called hard, are totally different. So, well, that's a, that's a great story, right? And uh, uh, and of course, blues and gospel actually come from the same place. Uh, they or they originate in the the, the same uh, the same music. And and a, another example of that, I want to I want to play another song from Save Me that draws from your gospel background, but it's got a little twist to it. And this is. Um, uh, Revelator. Okay. line in that uh now a revelation yeah, it is pretty menacing <laughs> it really yeah. um i don't think i've ever heard one quite like that before uh you know a, a revelator is a prophet who reveals the truth and um, you kind of reveal your truth in that song you say there's no time for haters but your refrain yeah. is exactly what you said earlier that i ain't your preacher and i find it really interesting that you can use the blues to bring out a truth like we've got no time for haters and yet simultaneously 
claim no credit for preaching. Um, right. The reason I say, find that interesting is that as a blues man, you kind of are a preacher. You, you definitely have a preacher's voice that, that moves people along. I don't know. I guess we were talking about that, but do you have any thoughts on that? Well, you know, it, 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 what's in you has to come out. And uh, like I said, I have no design on ever becoming a, a preacher. Though my wife always said, well, if the music thing doesn't work out, you could always preach it and make a good, <laughs> good living. But, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I always think about my favorite blues man, uh, Sunhouse. And what a lot of people don't know about Sunhouse is that he, All right. for most of his life, he played the blues for six months. And then when he wasn't playing the blues six months, he preached. He actually had his own church. And, yeah. uh, you know, the duality of a lot of us guys that come out of the church is that it's, it's hard because uh, usually the people you know want you to sing gospel. And when you go to blues, they do they still kind of look at you like, you know, why are you doing a circular music thing? You know, you know you're supposed to be singing for a quote-unquote higher purpose. But I feel that uh, when I'm singing about it, my soul is definitely quickened. And what I'm thinking about, which is why I only think about things that I know about and things that are real to me, because uh, we used to have a saying that you could sing a lie uh, just as easily as you could tell a lie. And that's why there's such conviction in what I'm singing, because I totally believe in what I'm singing. And 99% of the time, I've been through that, or or I've been one person removed. But almost everything I've ever done has been... Uh, Something that I've lived, everything I've written, everything I've saying has been something that I've actually lived. And so, you know, I've lived a lot of lives in these decades that I've been on this planet. And so, you know, I am a revelator. And I realized that one day, I, you know, it was an epiphany that I, I'm a revelator. You know, I ain't no honeybee. No, I, but, <laughs> I, but no, at the same time, I, I ain't your preacher. But I'm going to tell, 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 tell you the truth. But. I'm gonna tell you the truth, and I'm gonna give it to you like as if you was at church. But I'm not a you know, but, okay. I, but, but definitely, I feel that I am a, a revelator. And in the blues world today, uh, there's not many blues singers anymore. There's a lot of guitarists or harmonica players or uh, saxophonists or keyboardists that also sing as a backup type deal. But there's very few of us anymore that stand flat-footed in front of a microphone with them between us and the audience with that thin piece of metal and give you the truth like they used to do in the old days. Well, I'm, I'm looking so, forward yeah, to seeing you do that on, when you're here in L.A. Uh, we're almost so, out of time, but but I but I got a couple more questions for you. And one is, where did the album title come from? You you don't look like a person who really needs saving. Well, you know, we, we, we went through all the songs and uh, – and we couldn't figure out a title, so I told my wife, I said, well, we use one of the songs uh, as a title. So the, Eric Eric Corn, uh, my producer and uh, label label manager, we decided we let my wife choose the, the, the title. And she really liked Somebody Save Me, and so we went with that. But originally, we were, we were thinking about calling it The Revelator. Hmm. Okay. But then well, again, there's, like there's, already been, there's already been songs and albums called The Revelator, so... My wife like, nope, somebody saved me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you have a very uh, wise and practical wife there. Well, the uh, the clock in the studio is frowning at me, so I know it's time to go. But um, first of all, let me remind everybody that the album Save Me uh, is going to be released on March 1st. But folks, I understand that folks can pre-order today and they get a little surprise. You want to tell us about that? 
Yeah, you can go to SoundCloud or you can go to my website at www.sugarrayraper.com and uh, pre-order their album, and you will get the Revelator and uh, uh, Somebody Save Me as free downloads, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I think that's a pretty good value. So you'll get the album and and uh, a free song right now. Okay. So uh, that's pretty good. So SoundCloud.com or SugarRayRayford.com. Okay. Well, Sugar Ray. Rayford, I want to thank you for joining us today, particularly on short notice. This has been really fun, and I'm looking forward to seeing you live here in L.A. Thank you. You're most welcome. And tell my label mate, Mr. Mayall, good luck, and I hope to see him soon. Okay. That's uh, Sugar Ray Rayford. The new album is Save Me. It's out next Friday, but like he said, you know, if you pre-ordered at his website, www.sugarrayford.com, you can get an immediate download of Angels and Devils off the website, which even I don't have yet. So that's www.sugarrayford.com. Do it right after the show today, or if you're listening to us on a podcast right now, listen to us, uh, do it right now. Well, we're going to take a, 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 a quick little minute break, uh, to, uh, trip to Mexico, and when we come back, John Mayall joins us. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja, California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at MySanFelipeVacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.MySanFelipeVacation.com today. That's www.MySanFelipeVacation.com. See you in San Felipe. Yes, you will see us in San Felipe. Don't forget, that's mysanfelipevacation.com. And if you use the code MFLA5, you will get a discount, 5% discount, everything uh, you book. So that's myfelipevacation.com, discount code MFLA5. Well, we're back, and you are listening to Music Friday Live. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and... Next is my conversation with blues great John Mayhall. Now, this was recorded Tuesday because of a conflict in his schedule. He couldn't be here live today. So uh, his new album is out today. And if you're a blues fan, or even if you're not a blues fan, you need to get a copy. He's one of the greats in blues, and it's a (laughs) stunning album. We're actually going to play a little bit of it. So here is my conversation with John Mayhall. It was recorded Tuesday. Remember, no phone calls because this is not live. I've been listening to John Mayall since I outgrew doo-wop. Although he was in England and I was in California, he introduced me to that unique American art form, the blues, a gift I will be eternally grateful for. Another gift I am eternally grateful for is that he had the good sense to move to California where I could occasionally see him on stage. Mayall's albums were and are 
stuffed with songs that each have an individual personality and yet all have a family sound. It wasn't long before, if you gave me a few notes of a song, I could tell you if it was a John Mayall song. Mayall introduced me to a legend of guitar players, other musicians that he nurtured, played with, toured with, and recorded with, many of whom went off to form their own bands, like Cream. His resume would take up the entire program to read, so if you haven't read it, after the show today, you should. Something else you should do after the show today, which is much more important, is you should order your copy of his latest album, Nobody Told Me, which is being released worldwide today. Meanwhile, we are honored to talk with John Mayall on Music Friday Live. John, welcome to the program. Well, that was a wonderful introduction, so uh, let's get to it. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, like I said, congratulations on the new album today. We've been listening to the preview songs all week here in the studio, and we are addicted. Um, good. I understand well, they're all good ones. <laughs> oh, they are. Absolutely. Uh, and I understand they all came together pretty quickly. Is that right? That this. Well, when I, when I make an album, you know, it doesn't take much more than a week. Um, you know, three days in the studio for the backing tracks. And in this case, we you know, sent the backing tracks that were completed uh, to various uh, notable guitar players who wanted to join in. And so they, they did a great job on it. Well, like you said, notable guitar players, you brought together a fabulous group of musicians and I understand that, that your thought on this album was to have a lot of guest artists. So did you just kind of put out the call among friends and, that you know and see who called back, or did you sort of... Yeah, I think, I think we, the, that uh, Eric Korn, the label manager, did a lot to, to spread the word about that. But it's funny because, uh, you know, um, I didn't have a specific list, but, uh, but all these notable guitar players all wanted to do it, and they came forward. Uh, so of the of, the, uh, of them, the, the only person who was in town in Los Angeles was, was Joe Bonamassa. But the other ones, we just certainly completed uh, backing tracks, and they did what they wanted to do, and they really did a wonderful job. Well, they certainly did, and I want to give our uh, audience a, a peek, a little snippet of one of those songs. So this is uh, What Have I Done Wrong? Actually, great solid blues. Now, you mentioned that Joe's on that song, along with other top artists, and he was in the studio with with you when you recorded that. Is that correct? 
yes, yes, he he was he lives in L.A., so he was very eager to come down and uh, put his mark on it. So, as you just said, really great, great fiery stuff. Uh, is is that the way you you like to to record to have as many of the folks in the studio as possible? Well, the 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 the, the, oh, the in, intention always is to get capture the live feeling of it. So we never do more than a couple of takes of any song. If it starts to get more than that, it's, it's not obviously not quite the right one. But we have to feel really enthused about the the tracks. And uh, normally we do we do everything as as, as close to live as we can and then put the odds and bits and pieces on afterwards, and I do the vocals afterwards. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a, a building process, and uh, we enjoy every minute of it. Well, of course, otherwise you wouldn't do it. <laughs> right. um, exactly. Now, it, it seems that, you know, as I've listened to you over, over the years and seen you live a, a number of times, um, that you like to give people who play with you a lot of freedom. And, you know, I... I talk to 50 musicians a year here and I hear, I kind of understand from some of them that that's not always easy. It requires a lot of trust in the musicians and also a lot of self-confidence in your own abilities. Um, Have you always been that way ever since you started playing music that trusting the people you play with and very confident of your own abilities? Yeah, I totally trust them. If if they're in my band, then uh, it's because I want to hear what they do. So there's total freedom. I mean, we have the, the bare bones of a, of a song to work with, but but once we once we know what the song is, everybody has total freedom to explore it the best way they can and and what, whichever way they direction they want to take it. So it's always been a, an exciting thing to capture. Um, maybe that's why each one of your songs is unique and full of spontaneity, but it's also instantaneously recognizable as one of your songs. Um, I want to play uh, another song from the upcoming album uh, that has really kind of struck home here in the studio. This is uh, um, Evil and Here to Stay, and it features um, Alex Lifeson uh, from Rush. Here it is. That is a gut grabber, uh, to say the least. Um, and I love the p- piano in there. Is that you on the on the piano? Yeah, I always do all the keyboards. That's my main instrument. So, you know, I have a lot of fun with that using different keyboards. Uh, you know, the the Hammond organ on some of the tracks and uh, uh, electric piano and, and anything that's got a keyboard on it, I like to play. Well, you know. Um, as I mentioned to you off air, one of my favorite albums, which actually is sitting right here on my desk, is Padlock on the Blues. And as I listen to that album, which I've been doing all week, and then uh, uh, this one, the new album, um, it struck me how fresh and creative um, Nobody Told Me is. 
Um, how do you sustain this high level of creativity? I don't know. Everything comes from the heart. Uh, obviously, that's the reason for choosing a song. But once once you start to play it, um, you know, it's important to capture that emotion. And, um, you know, that's what I've always done. Well, you certainly do. <laughs> um, I also noticed that, that Carol Wonderland is joining you on, on this tour for this album. Um, and I know you've worked with other women over the years, Mavis Staples on Wake Up Call and Shannon Kerfman and others. And you you played with Carolyn before. But what prompted you to add a woman to the tour? Does that add a different quality to the music? No, I don't think so. I think all, all players that I chose uh, were chosen because of their performances and uh, the way that they played and what they do with the instrument of guitar. So, you know, that was... Uh, uh, Carolyn was was one of the ones that I chose who I wanted to play with. We've worked with her, you know, on, on different festivals in the past. So, you know, we were we were known to each other, and she was very happy to do it. And of course, well, you she know, will I've, be joining us her... on the road. <laughs> and that's going to be a lot of fun, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I, I've noticed here on Music Friday Live that I'm being pitched for a rapidly growing number of young female blues guitar players. And, and all the ones that I see are really, really, really good. Women like Jackie Benson and Patricia Vaughn and Ali Venerable and others. You have a longer view than I do. So am I seeing something that's always been there, or are women blues guitar players a growing force in the blues from your point of view? I don't think that you know the, the, the sex has to come into it, really, because uh, a player who is enthused about the music and believes in it, uh, it doesn't matter what sex you are, as long as you can project something that's powerful. And um, and I think it's it's very nice that uh, a lot of uh, guitar, women guitar players are coming to the fore and uh, making people sit up and uh, listen. Well, uh, speaking of, of changes, uh, popular music has undergone a lot of changes, not, and not just women, if... Uh, um, if they are a change now, I wonder if have you seen changes in how the blues are played uh, in your career? Not specifically. I think blues has always been something that reflects the music that's going on around that any particular era, and uh, you know it's a personal kind of music, and uh, the thing it has over other things is it it has a voice as well as an instrument. So. It's always been with us, and it always reflects what's going on around us at any given time. So I think that's one of the most important things about the blues and why it's lasted so long and will do. Of course, there are many kinds of blues, too, so people can can get lots of different changes just within the the existing uh, genre. Um, Absolutely. Well, you know, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, because I know you have a, a longer view than I do, is that there's been a lot of change in the music industry, you know, records to tapes to CDs and now to streaming. Have have these changes in the industry affected you at all or your career? No, not at all. I think I think the the, the advance in technology has certainly helped because uh, it enables you to capture um, more accurately, perhaps, what you're trying to say through your instrument. So I think the technology has, has helped in that respect. But I don't think technology has, has really, um, really, uh, you know, changed the music in itself. So it, it's just there. It's a tool of the trade. Okay. All right. Well, I notice now that I see a lot of bands, blues bands too, in which the guitar players 
come up with a they set down a a pedal board that's about the size of a small Volkswagen. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't we don't have any of those. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. Because uh, I was my next question was I was going to ask you, do you still carry your own gear? And that would be hard if you had one of those. Or do you still carry your own gear? Yeah, we we you know we we, we have a small a small unit which is the four musicians uh, plus one roadie, and that's it. Uh, oh. The 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 roadie is also the driver. So you know we're a very small tight outfit, and we do everything we can uh, to make uh, the thing sound personal. Uh, and and make a big it's, sound. It's a very it's a very big difference from from just about any group that I know, which has a a big a big entourage. But you know, we just travel in the van, just like in the sixties, and uh, nothing has really changed. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of that, you're actually you're kicking off a tour next week. You're going through Europe and then coming swinging back into the U.S. in May. Are you excited about that? Because I know you love to be on yeah, the Yeah, I'm, I'm always excited to go out and play. You know, uh, you can only sit around the house doing uh, household uh, things for so long, and then you want to go out on the road again. And I think I've always, you know, I do over 100 shows every year. So for, for me, it's, uh, it's, it's a good percentage of time uh, to make things interesting in life. Well, I want to continue to make things interesting here by playing uh, another one of your songs. We're just about out of time, but I have... Time for one more song, and it's It's So Tough. And this has a Stephen Van Sant on it. So here we are. It's So Tough. you do it i love it um that is uh just that's great blues and great music um uh you know i understand that you don't use sheet music uh when you or steve or whoever sits in together on a song is, is that true that there really isn't any notation being used in the when you put a song like that together no i don't, I don't read or write music so i can't do that so you know <laughs> the people that i work with they know the blues they know the music and uh, it just falls in naturally so it's all in everybody's head. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, we 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 uh, we play to a structure that we've worked out beforehand. How long it's going to be, or well, not necessarily how long it's going to be, but uh, you know, the, the the number of choruses to 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 cover the vocals and the, the instrumentals. So it, it's easy to put it together. Well, no matter how you do it, um, it's uh, I I love it and. Uh, 
Uh, Wavy Gravy once famously said that you don't stop dancing because you get old. You get old because you stop dancing. And I, I think the same is true for playing and listening to the blues. So, John, thank you for taking the time today to talk with us, for giving us decades of great blues and giving us even more great blues today in this wonderful new album. And thanks for helping keeping us all young. Well, it's really, really a pleasure to have been talking to you and spreading the word of the of the new album and the blues in general. John Mayall, his new album, Nobody Told Me, co-produced by Eric Korn and recorded at the Foo Fighters 606 Studio in L.A., was released today by 40 Below Records. Get your copy at www.johnmayall.com. You can also get it at iTunes, Amazon, 40 Below Records, and, of course, you can stream it at Spotify, Tidal, or wherever you listen to your music. But, you know, get the CD. It's so much better to, to, to have that. Um, that way you can play it whenever you want to, even if you can't, can't get online. And while you're there, check out the tour dates and get tickets for the shows that are near you, either here or in Europe. Now, we're going to leave you with a little bit more of John's music. This is That's What Love Will Make You Do. And that was my conversation Tuesday with John Mayhall. And um, the great John Mayhall. Now, we heard a little static in the, in the music in that interview here in the studio as we were listening just now. Uh, we were listening on the Blog Talk platform. So if there was some out there, I apologize. It was perfect when we recorded. So possibly Blog Talk had a little bit of a wobble in its transmissions, retransmission today. In any case, in any case. You can get a perfect recording of every one of the songs on the album, Nobody Told Me, because it's out today and it's available everywhere digital music is sold or streamed. Well, we're about done. So let me just remind you that you have been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Blog Talk Radio Dot com studios, the Cyberstation USA network, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and you'll get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer John is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Barlabin. And uh, just remind you that you can download this and other Music Friday programs as podcasts at blogtalkradio.com or on iTunes. Now, tune in next week. Next week, we're going to have Taylor Swindle and her band, The Tourist Company. So check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page. We'll give you some more details about that um, <clears throat> so you can turn in. And this will be, don't forget, this is going to be a long interview. We're only doing one guest a week from now, from now on, but there'll be longer interviews, so we aren't going to have to stop in the middle and say, sorry, we'd like to continue that, but we're out of time. This way we'll be able to, to let everybody have a great say. And also, we're going to play some more music, too. We'll play, uh, we'll play longer cuts from albums and maybe even some more, cut, um, from some more cuts. But in the meantime, have a great musical weekend, and we're going to uh, leave you with a little more John Mayall. This is Evil and Here to Stay. Bye.
That's Evil and Here to Stay by John Mayall off of his new album, and you can get it now because it's out. Meantime, have a great musical weekend. Bye.